Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. My name is Luke, one half of the Know Nothing Nerds, joined as always by my better half and lover, Mr. Twitch. How are you, sir? Lover at a distance right now, though. Um, Lover at a distance. (laughs) Stay away from me. I'm good. Uh, it's been it's been interesting the last couple weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, even though this episode is going out in the future, chances are we're still going to be uh, locked up uh, trying to battle this shit out together. Uh, but and, and something that I was thinking of, like when we first started doing these, uh huh, I was like, oh, we'll you know we'll 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 talk about it, you know, in, in certain episodes, and then you know th- this time next month it will. This is gonna be talked about for a while. Though. Yes, yes. Like, like we're not just gonna like jump back into to, to normal life, uh, you know, in, in this time next month. No, it's no. gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen about it. But uh, I have just gotten to a point now where I just like have fully committed to vacation life. Yes. Yep. Uh, and, and and it's treating me nice, Twitch. It's treating me. Nice. It's treating you terribly, though. It you, is, sir. Uh, went to bed at what time? Six o'clock this morning. Six o'clock this morning. <laughs> this is so. Uh, it's that is not usual for me by any stretch of the imagination. So it's not viewers at home, but you have to know this: that there have been two times that he has said that he's done this since. Uh, yep. si- since since coronavirus started, and that has never happened before. So two times in a row since this since the corona came around is, yep. is quite something. Um, what what the hell are you doing? Uh, till six o'clock in the morning, or yeah, what? what are you doing until six o'clock in the morning, or uh, what are you doing? Here, here's like, some shame, some shame. Right. Uh, is it is it pornography? No, no, it's not pornography. Are you are you are you, are you, are you finishing Pornhub? Is that what you're doing? I'm. You know, they're doing such a great deal right now. <laughs> you know, they have like hundred thousand videos, premium yep, subscribers yep, yep. for free. You know, I've gotten through. You know, uh, a good eight thousand seven hundred sixty three <laughs> videos. So what uh, you're saying is you should finish tonight. I should finish tonight. You're gonna um, you're gonna finish in more ways than one tonight. <laughs> oh, you know it. Uh, no, no, the shame isn't that at all. Um, you know, if if you're getting through quarantine and you're staying home and staying ha- uh, safe uh, and watching porn, porn is the way to go. But remember, wash those hands afterwards nobody wants to shake your cum hand no no do, um, do me a favor wash them before and after before and after good way good do it idea. before and after anyways i don't care uh, i don't care if you were just an after guy b- before this do it do it before and after now. <laughs> anyways what are you actually doing until 6 a.m i'm watching Rhett and link dude you're you're not finishing pornhub you're finishing youtube i feel like i am i can't watch stop every watching them. youtube video it's so weird. I don't know what is so addicting to them. Like when I can't figure out anything to watch, I'm just like YouTube, Good Mythical Morning, and that's all wow. I need. That's all I fucking need. It's the weirdest damn thing. Um, but on the other side of that is uh, I'm actually being productive. I don't want people to think that like oh Twitch is just taking this as a vacation, blah blah blah. No, I'm actually doing some work. It's not crazy work at all, but. 
Um, I'm helping some buddies with notes on their uh, works that they're doing um, between uh, scripts and books and stuff like that. So that's that's what I'm actually doing. And last night, even though a majority of that stuff was just watching stupid YouTube and uh, uh, some other dumb movies from the early aughts and stuff, uh, I have been I was doing some work about giving notes on some buddies works and stuff like that so it's not like all bad use of time but it's sure. definitely a habit that i'm not trying to keep at all <laughs> so i uh starting tomorrow uh i am going to get back on my normal work schedule okay but where i would be working i'm going to be doing absolutely nothing yes uh so so like I, i'm gonna wake up like I did when I was working only to like get a little semblance of a schedule in uh, my life. Like I, uh, you, you say you don't want people to think that you're not doing anything at home. Like I am telling you flat out, I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm doing some Skillshare. I'm, I'm trying to better my life and everything like that. Uh, but, but, but I am really enjoying this time off and yeah. trying to make the most of it. Uh, so I've been reading a ton and playing a ton of video games, but I want a little more structure to that because two yep. thirty in the morning is, is ridiculous for me. So yeah. um, I'm kind I'm kind of a morning person. I've never really been an, an, a night person, uh, and so this is a it's been an interesting switch, so which is rare for a gamer like yourself. I know it is really weird, but honestly, like my favorite times to play games are like now, like mid afternoon. This is, like, my time. And then, like, after dinner, I just want to, like, chill, watch a TV or, like, read a book or something like that. Yeah. And then I want to go to bed. Games, I feel like, are just, like... Last night, I, I, I stopped playing Elder Scrolls Online, and I want to talk about Elder Scrolls Online at some point uh, early in this episode. But uh, I was playing ESO until, like, 2.15. Okay. And then I was like, all right, it's time to go to bed. And I didn't go to sleep until about this time 12 hours ago. But I was just so wired. Yeah. And that's that's the thing with games, especially games like ESO, where you can really do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I was in a pledge for, like, four hours last night. So, so <laughs> what is a pledge? I was so confused like that. I was like, pledge, are you, like, trying to get into a fraternity on some online game? People are hazing you. Sticking a it, um, a uh, wicker man figurine up your bum hole. It's um, nothing. You got to like get that. an arrow to the knee. You know. Yeah, take an arrow to the knee. So pledges are daily uh, challenges that you can do in Elder Scrolls Online for okay. a crazy amount of experience points. Gotcha. And in a game like Elder Scrolls Online, you can have up to nine characters. Oh. All of those characters can do pledges okay. every single day. Each pledge takes can take twenty minutes. It can take a few hours, depending on what it is, because it gives you it's random every day. Yep. Uh, and there are a bunch of like daily uh, things that you can do. So like what I was just doing before we sat down to record was um, crafting pledges and writs is what they're called. Uh, and it's essentially like there, it, there's just this bulletin board in the center of whatever town you're in, and it's like some people need these made. And then you go and make them, and the better they're made, the more experience points you get. Okay. So what I'll do is, like, I have an account that's max level that is just for crafting. That character crafts items for all of my other characters. 
So when there's crafting writs available, I switch to that character because that character is going to make the best crafting writs. Okay, gotcha. So last night, the pledge um, was it, it's it's a dungeon, but it's like a an, a legendary dungeon where each boss is just beefed up and they're twice as long. And uh, it, it just, it, it was one that I had never done before, and it, it just took forever. Uh, but it was a ton of fun, and uh, they, they say it, it, about an hour's worth of gameplay gets you a level in Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. And what's the After highest level that you get to? 810. Okay. Wow. Uh, after that, um, after that dungeon... I leveled up 13 times. Holy shit. It was it was like stacked that dungeon was. It was crazy. So, uh, I was I was quite pleased with the outcome of it and I also got some really good stuff from it. Yeah. Um so So I, how I'm how really much pleased. how much is your cover character leveled up now too? Um so that was on my healing account. Um that that one right now I think is like 290. Oh wow! So you got a ways to go with that character. Yeah, I got a ways to go with that one. Um, but that that character is really only for those daily dungeons. That's the only one I do. Okay, it's a lot faster to queue into a dungeon when you're healing because mm-hmm. everyone's looking for healers. Yep. Um, and so I, I go up and so that's the only time I play that character. So I play that character about an hour whenever I play that game. Gotcha. So Whereas when you other- get that when you get the loot from yeah. those dungeons and stuff. Can you trade that off to other characters that you have, or does it stick with that character and that character alone? Certain things stick with the with the character that got it, but okay. others you can put in. So there's banks all over the place in yeah. ESO. Uh, you can go to a bank and put it in the chest, and then other characters can grab it. The catch is, say my level two. So the say say my level two hundred healer got a level two hundred helmet. Right. Uh huh. That's totally useless to my crafting character. Okay. Because that it's such a low level, so gotcha. I wouldn't trade it to that. But it's also too high of a level for some of my DPS characters. Okay. So like, I have a level twenty-eight character. They couldn't take that level two hundred helmet until it was also level two hundred. Gotcha. So so there isn't a huge point to it unless you're like trying to kind of boost level two accounts at the same time. Yeah. There's not a huge point to like sharing loot within. Uh, the same with it within like your own different characters. Gotcha. The reason I've been playing ESO so much is the same reason why I had a, a sudden burst of ESO about a year ago, the same time about a year ago is because I'm reading ready player one again. Yes. I watched the film the other day with some friends and I'm reading <laughs> nice. the book again. Uh, and I'm actually, I think I'm watching it again tonight with some Ooh. other friends. Um, but that game, I don't know what it is about that movie and that book that makes me want to play ESO as much as it does. But every time I have watched or read the book, there's like this huge spike in time spent in Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. And I think it's because it's about as close, in my opinion, as you can get to the Oasis as far as freedom is concerned. Yeah. Like it's not it's not a it's not a virtual reality game. But as far as like freedom to do or be whoever you want. Elder Scrolls Online is like your your ticket to that. Gotcha. 
Uh, but yeah, I've sense. just been playing a ton of it and, and loving the book. and yeah, Which is so funny to me because you've rallied so hard against uh, first-person narrative uh, And like one of my favorite books, books right now is <laughs> a first-person book. <laughs> I, it's it's hard it's hard to explain. Um, I think the book would the book would be different if it was in third person. But I think Ernest Klein, his voice is just so tangible in the first yeah. person. Yeah. And one of the things that I complained about first person is is having a hard time getting into someone's shoes. Yeah. Like I like I can't get into Katniss Everdeen's shoes. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I cannot relate to her at all. Yeah. But. You know, super geek nerd boy who's not very like popular with the ladies, yeah, is absolutely a character that I can relate to. Yeah, and so oh, that, for that sure. made it a little easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's been my that's been my week in in nerdism recently. Nice. How, what about you? What about you? So uh, besides watching a lot of Rhett and Link, um, I've yeah. actually been going back and watching some. Uh, movies uh that i used to watch and uh it kind of watched a, quite a bit when uh dvds were getting super cheap and stuff because sure. i would just go to some of the stores and i'd buy these dvds for like you know a buck two dollars and stuff like that and i'd get movies that are very independent in in nature um but they're quintessential like they're a mixture between uh late 90s early aught teen comedy type things with a little bit more indie uh okay background to them uh like i watched the ringer last night uh starring johnny knoxville have you seen this movie yeah yeah so i remember liking it pretty decently i like johnny knoxville as an actor i think he does a really good job he's got a couple movies under his belt where it was just like, holy shit, like Johnny Knoxville can actually act. Um, yeah, I, you know, you really see his acting chops in Dirty Grandpa or whatever that one was. <laughs> yeah, I, not that one so much, even <laughs> though, you know, there's there's aspects to it that are really funny and stuff. Um, <laughs> but, like, his per- performance in, uh, like, The Ringer, there's aspects of that performance which are really, really good. Um, and, but the movie is like trying not to be offensive, but also (laughs) at the same time being extremely offensive. And there was moments in it where I was just like, I can't, this guy is such a dirt bag. Like, even though I like Johnny Knoxville, like everything that happens in this movie, he is such a fucking dirt bag. And I just got to the end of it, and I was just like, I don't think I'm going to ever watch this again. Even though, like, <laughs> there is some legitimately good funny moments. Um, you know, Johnny Knoxville has always been good about doing uh, uh, stunts that yes, are pretty, pretty ridiculously pe- terrible for him. And um, he, he did a fun job in that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I just, oh, I don't. I don't think it's a good movie because of it just it's just so offensive. I know it's trying not to be offensive and it's trying to uplift those with mental um, uh, challenges and stuff like that. But uh, and people that are uh, have some sort of, uh, you know, 
uh, disability of some sort um, is just like, oh, God, dude. I don't know how it's, to explain it. You have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, It's not – I will say this. I don't think it's as, as offensive as uh, our homeboy John Travolta in The Fanatic, though. <laughs> I don't think anything is. <laughs> I mean, they at least didn't make the uh, people that had mental disabilities like idiots. Like they actually, yes. they're smart. Like they, 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 they're like good, good people and stuff like that. It was just like, oh. Um, but then uh, I watched some other ones. Um, uh, what was the one that I watched last night? Uh, the To Do List, uh, starring Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, one of her early roles. It was definitely a mixture between um, American Pie. Uh, uh, oh my goodness! What was that? I'm I, I'm not gonna be a good help. Freddie Prince Jr., Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I feel like a moron. Um, I'm having a Carson <laughs> moment. I, I, I have it on the tip of my tongue, and I'm going to hate it when I look this up. I was going to say, just use your internet machine. I am totally doing it. And, sitting uh, in front of. She's all that. God, man, why did that take so long? Um, she's all that. Kind of a mixture in that stuff. But Aubrey Plaza plays a recently graduated high school student that's valedictorian, and uh, she is too smart for her own good, and she takes things way too... Um, analytically um she has to put a plan together and uh she wants to lose her virginity before she goes to college and she gives herself a to-do list of how to get laid by this really hot hunky college student or college age guy that works at the pool that she works at and uh the list includes step one be aubrey plaza uh, well I'm not Step to profit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it says she needs to learn how to French kiss. Okay. Uh, she needs to learn how to do, uh, hickeys. Okay. Um, or she got, she has to receive hickeys and then it gets a little bit more explicit after that. Um, dry humping, um, blow job, hand job, motor boating. Um, and, uh, pearl necklace just really really going out there with all the the dirty stuff um and she doesn't know what any of this stuff is which is just kind of like mind-blowing um but uh she actually goes through a list and i don't know what to think about it it's it's got some really funny parts some good characters but it sends very mixed signals to me (laughs) like is it is it a woman's empowerment movie or is it just showing how men kind of view women when they are sexually free, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, and I'm trying to think. It, it was a female that wrote it and directed it. That makes me feel a lot better. Because um, if it was a guy that directed this or a guy that wrote this, I'd be like, Dude, you're a slime ball. 
Sure. But it was it was <laughs> a lady that wrote it, so I do give it. I understand the main message that the movie's trying to make, I think. Um, but it, it's about double standards and that just because a girl likes sex doesn't mean that she's a slut or she's easy. Sure. Um, so, yeah. But it, it had some really funny parts in it, I will say. So, it's got your homeboy, your favorite, your favorite comedian Andy uh, Samberg in it as well. He has a small part. Well, I was going to pick it up for tonight, but I'm no longer going to pick it up. For tonight. <laughs> it's just a small part, and it's really funny, in my opinion. What happens? Oh, I'm sure it's hilarious so, in your opinion. Um, one last thing um, that I think that we should touch on. Um, before uh, I have you get us into the main topic of today, of today. Um, I'm sure a bunch of people have seen it. He's already got a million and a quarter subscribers on YouTube right now, and he only has four videos up. Oh, uh, I know, I know, two you're main going episodes. With this. I'm excited. Um, John Krasinski has started up his own news channel called yes, Some Good has. News, yes, and. He has. Oh my goodness. John Krasinski is one of the best humans alive. Um, I, I don't care what your feelings on the office are or Jim from the office. John Krasinski is a national treasure. Him He's and his wife. I yeah. absolutely love um, Emily Blunt. Um, so anyway, some good news is John Krasinski's uh, new show. Um, that it looks like he's going to be posting, you know, every two weeks or something like that, or every week. Um, it, actually, it's, it looks like every week um, where he only gives us good news stories. Yeah, uh, and it's he, amazing. And uh, the first episode, I haven't watched the second episode. It was just released yesterday. Um, but the first episode, he talks about all the good things that have been happening in the world right now despite the fact that there, we're dealing with the coronavirus. Um, he had a guest uh, uh, anchor, I guess you could say, or uh, what do they call them? The people that go out in the field. A guest reporter. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I suppose contributor, a guest, uh, f- field reporter. <clears throat> field reporter. Uh, Steve Carell, and they were talking about the uh, anniversary of The Office, 10-year um, anniversary or something like that. Um, he also talked to people that have been doing goodwill for people that are dealing with the coronavirus, um, how people celebrated all the health workers around the country, around the world. Um, and then he also shared a great story, a very touching story about a young girl that uh, came home, <clears throat> uh, was released from uh, her chemotherapy uh, uh, treatments um, at the same time that's the coronavirus stuff was uh, in full effect. And even though she wasn't able to physically uh, be around people to welcome her home, she got one hell of a welcome back home um, from the entire neighborhood with like, she was basically a single person parade. Uh, People had signs up for and stuff like that. So it was just really good hearted stuff, stuff that we really, really, really need right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I won't ruin the uh, second one for you, but just know it's it's excellent as well. Uh, yeah. And they do. Have you seen those like Zoom? No, I haven't seen them yet. I've only seen the very first uh, episode that he did. So I'm gonna no, look. No, no, no. no. Um, have you seen those like Zoom uh, music 
productions that people will do like no i have not seen any of those yet unfortunately so they were all over the place like the first two weeks of corona where like people were getting on zoom like bands were getting on zoom together and like recording songs over zoom okay Uh, i would like to you know disillusion the viewers at home that that is not happening in real time uh what's actually happening is i'm sitting down and singing the vocals on a track while i'm listening to it on my headphones then I'm sending it to Twitch, and he's going to play the guitar over that. It's not happening live. I'm no. sorry, moms who thought that was happening uh, real yeah. time on Facebook, but that's just not the case. It's uh, impossible for it to happen that way. It just the Latency is too much of a thing right now yeah. that, that you just couldn't possibly do a song. I mean, Twitch and I were talking about it on the first day that we recorded it. It's even hard to have a recorded conversation yes. over Discord because there's just a second of delay where it's like, should I talk now or should I not talk now? And I just like to, to try and get on the same beat, listen to, like over zoo. It's not possible. But anyway, uh, he did. Krasinski does one in, uh, this, uh, his most recent episode and it's pretty good. Nice. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything else. So let's jump right into episode. And again, just because we're unsure when these are coming out, I'm going to have to in post say the actual episode yep. title. <laughs> so welcome to episode 72. Uh, uh, what's bands that are worse live, but some bands that are better live. That was pretty good. All right. Uh, so, for the just to like kind of set the stage here, I, I would like to tell you how this idea came to be. Uh, yes. It was. It was. It was the Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl happened fairly recently. Yep. Um, and we <laughs> we had uh, we had two interesting characters on the stage, uh, and I was I was thinking of. Um, I I'm, I'm just trying to think. Uh, I'm just trying to think of how I want to word this. So, so Jennifer Lopez and Shakira performed uh, the halftime show of the, of this year's Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking of like the difference between performers and artists, right? Yes. Uh, and y- like, there's it's it's been a long time no like. It's been long time known, it hasn't been a big secret, that halftime shows, big, important live events, concerts are all staged. Um, there's a lot of pre-recorded bits that go into it. Uh, and it's mostly so that the performance can focus on the dancing. Now, I'll skip to kind of like the topic today, but this eventually morphed and evolved into my realization that there are a ton of bands who are so bad live, but so good recorded. Yep. And then there are a ton of bands that are much better live than they are recorded. Yes. Um, and so I texted Twitch about two weeks ago, and I was like, we should at, at one point do an episode uh, where we talk about bands who are much worse than their records are and bands who are equal to or greater than their yep. records live. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, So that's kind of what we're just going to do today. It's going to probably be a little bit of a shorter episode. Yeah. Um, but I say we kick it off with with the with the worst live performances. Now I do want to put a blanket statement in here. Uh, 
in the show notes of this episode, you're going to be able to find all of the uh, songs and bands in question that we discussed today. However, because we are now on Spotify, they have uh, kind of tighter content restrictions. Yeah. So I will not be able to put any of the actual songs or performances to demonstrate them. So if you're curious and you haven't heard any of these music or any of these songs, like just go check them out because y- yep. you might uh, you might find someone that you love. So. Uh, Twitch, why don't you take us away? Okay, so uh, first off, um, my are we just jumping right into the worst live bands? Uh, you can chat about it if you okay. had any thoughts on it, uh, or yeah, you can jump right in. Um, so I, I'll, I'll talk about just kind of like live shows in general and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, you, you know, I, I agree with Luke. There is times when you hear music um, on a CD or a CD, Jesus how old am I? Um, uh, when you hear music, uh, sometimes you'll hear a song and you're like, at first you're just like, holy shit, this band is great. They sound phenomenal. And then, uh, you get their record and it, it hits you in the right spot. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, I can't wait to see these people live. Uh, this is going to be one of the greatest shows and you go see them, and you find out very quickly that uh, the producers and the engineers <laughs> are fucking magicians half the time. Um, yeah, and they're the ones who need the real credit. They do. Um, and this happens a lot with uh, overproduced bands. Um you see it all the damn time. So I'm talking about the Britney Spears. I'm talking about the NSYNCs. I'm talking about the uh, uh, Lil Nas X's. Um, <laughs> uh, all kinds of people. And um, when they do a live concert, there is redeeming factors to it. But there's also some big negatives um, with some of those artists. Um, and there is something to be said and Luke point, uh, did, uh, put a, did talk about it a little bit. It's like, there's a difference between artist and a performer, um, in a lot of ways. And sometimes the overlap crosses, they're great artist and they're also a great performer. And I do have a few of those bands that are on my list. However, there are those bands and we're going to hit on some of them where, um, they seem to be a great artist because the recording sounds great, but their performance is in some senses better than their recording. Um, yeah. um, and not because of the sound, but because of the performance, because of the show that they put on. Um, and, um, then it can also be the other way around where you hear them, you go to the show and the band sounds like complete shit it doesn't hit you the same way that the music does um, from, and this is not my personal experience. Um, and I'll throw this on honorable mentions. Um, but I had a buddy that was a pretty big fan of Goo Goo Dolls. You remember okay. them? I do. Um, uh, and I will say I do enjoy the Goo Goo Dolls. I am a very much in love with nineties alternative rock. So there's a lot of nineties alternative rock bands that I still listen to today and Google dolls are among them. Although in live in person, they apparently don't hit, uh, hit the mark as far as their records concerned. 
I heard a lot of it is due to the fact that the lead singer of the band is really scared to hit some of those high big notes that he does on the albums because yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to fuck up his voice live. Um, oh. Which I can understand, but dude, take better care of your voice. Like, and seriously, don't do certain shows when you know that you can't do those certain shows if you're going to script your voice. So, yeah. Dang. That's, but, that's good to know. Um, I will say this I love live music. Um, and I absolutely miss going to shows all the time. And I haven't been to a show not because of coronavirus, but because I'm an old man um, for the <laughs> most part. And uh, I like to be in bed by like 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> and most shows don't start until like 8, 8.30, which means that the main person's not going on until like 10 o'clock at night. And it's yeah, just that's, like, that's... I want to go home. I want to go home so I bad. just let me go to bed. I just want to fall asleep. Anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, so how yeah, many that's... of these bands on your list have you actually seen live? Uh, so the, the three main ones, uh, that I'm going to talk about being the worst shows that I've been to, um, I have seen, um, but then there's others on a list that I pulled up, which I totally agree with, but disagree with, but I'm going to put some of those on there on my list. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, why don't you hop right into it then? Okay. Um, you want to go back and forth? I do one, you do one? Let's go back and forth. Okay, cool. Um, so my first one uh, that I'm going to put on my worst list uh, is, um, and I've only seen live performance after the fact um, on TV or something like that, which is not always the greatest way to um, judge and stuff like that. Uh but as far as vocals wise and stuff like that, I gotta put Britney Spears. I gotta throw her under the bus. <laughs> uh, she's my number five that I'm gonna throw okay. under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Um, her voice and I, I. I say this. I love all genres of music. I just don't love every artist. I will say this. I do enjoy some Britney Spears songs. I do like Toxic. I do Dude, like Toxic is awesome. I do like uh, Not Hit Me Baby One More Time. It's the one where she's in space. Oops, I did it again. Oops, um, I did it again. I did. I do like oops. I I like uh, did it again. Um, so, but I'd listen her, to Toxic before I listen to Oops, I did it again. Oh yeah. Oh, me too. But her live voice, I cannot handle it. Like, it's so nasally, and it's not produced the right way. It's just mm-hmm. like, nah, 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 yeah. Hit me, baby, yeah. one more time. It's it's not. It's not good. Like, she cannot hit the keys right at all. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, my number five is a band that I have seen live two times, uh, so I can confidently say that they are not good live. Uh, but they're also one of my favorite bands to listen to, so I think this is a good one for me to start with, and it's really the reason why I put it down at five yep. is because I think it just, like, perfectly encapsulates what I had in mind when I picked this topic. Yep. Uh, Glass Animals. Okay, okay. I have two of their records on vinyl. Like, I am a fan of their music. I really like their music. And they're just now pumping out some new songs. Uh, And David, or Dan, I don't remember his name, but the lead singer of Glass Animals has been doing some coronavirus, like, at-home shows by himself. 
and he's sitting in this chair and he's just doing vocals over these like piano tracks and he's covering like Lana Del Rey songs and stuff. Uh-huh. Those are incredible. Where Glass Animals falls flat live is the fact that Dan or David or again I'll, I'll the lead singer of Glass Animals he gets so into his music which I love to see that the performance suffers because of it. Yeah. So he's like running around on the stage getting exhausted so he's like taking these huge breaths of air during his songs and he's missing lyrics because of that and like the whole show kind of falls flat because of that and then his voice gets worse and then he loses his voice by the end of the show and it's like oh i should have just played your whole album cover to cover (laughs) and i would have been so much better off for it uh but yeah there's there's my number five gotcha uh my number four that's what comes after five or i suppose what comes before five uh I'm going to throw uh, Goo Goo Dolls under the bus, <laughs> even though I already brought them up. Um, for the same reasons, he just doesn't push his vocals. Um, anybody that's a performer that doesn't push to do their best live, um, to an extent, kind of meh, is meh to me for the most part. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's like that. There, I, I I agree with you. There's, there's a problem there when yep. you can't do that. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, like you're number that. four. Um, I was about to start singing Iris, and I don't want <laughs> to see me. I love that song. I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Just probably not good live. Yeah. Um, my number four is going to be for a similar reason uh, as your number four and my number five. Uh, Safia is a band you may not have heard of, but. Uh, they are a primarily electronic band, and they do a lot of, like, fun effects with their vocals. Okay. Uh, and it's just hard to reproduce that live, and so it's yeah. to no fault of their own, and I do genuinely adore some of their songs as well. Uh, but just live, uh, they, they, they sort of fell flat, um, and I've seen a few of their shows on video. They're not one of the bands that I've actually seen live, um, but... Again, his voice is just, he gets so strained because he gets so passionate. He's, like, bobbing his head. And by, by the end of, like, the second track, he's just dripping sweat. And you're like, gosh, you have another 45 minutes of this to go. Like, good luck, dude. Um, and I, I have a lot of respect for people to get passionate about their music. But when it comes to the cost of the show that people are paying money to go see, it's like, you got to have a drawback eventually to focus on performing. Yes. Um, and, and Safia focused too much on like just dancing around and throwing his head back and forth yeah vocals suffered for that yep yeah so my number three uh is it's band aiden um they're emo band and uh this is where we get into the section where i don't really like their their music their music in general um but aiden there's aspects that to do I kind of enjoy but the lead singer is a creep um, I've always felt creepiness from him if I've seen him in a music video if I've seen him in a live video and this is one of the bands that I did catch live um, and I couldn't stand him um, his vocals are whiny a lot of the times and in some emo music that works out um, but in this regards to this band they were just not fun live for me at all. Sure. Um, it was definitely one of the worst uh, 
bands that I saw live. Um, <laughs> and it turns out in real life, this dude is a fucking creep after all. Oh no. Um, yeah. Let me, let me just kind of pull up some shit that happens. Um, I'm, I'm that. terrified to hear this. I hate, I hate when like famous live performers are creep creeps, no matter like what they do or, like what they're creepy for. Like you can be creepy for a lot of things, but I just don't like that word being associated with fame because yeah. nine times out of ten they use their fame to become creepy. Yep. And it's like, uh, ugh. So this is alleged. It's not verified, but there is uh, things that have come out against uh, uh, the lead singer from uh, Aiden, um, who apparently is an alleged sex cult leader. Um, William is Control his, is his name Aiden. No, no, the, Aiden is the name of the band. Um, William. Uh, no, I was kind of hoping Aiden would be the lead singer of Aiden. But yeah, <laughs> William Francis uh, is been claimed uh, by a few women that uh, he kind of he took advantage of them in some very uh, sexual, heavy type stuff, like the BDSM world and stuff, and. Uh, he, I've heard different things about him making them sign a contract that he owns them essentially. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so, and he's actually written some songs that seem to be, um, direct relation to some of that stuff that he did. Um, and, um, he... He may or may not have done it. I just get a creepy sense from the guy from the beginning. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's my number three. Sorry, it took me so long to get to that point. Oh, that's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. It's it's always good to hear about creepy people in the world. Spread yep. the knowledge. Yep. My number three, and I'm really excited for this because I don't know if you've heard of them or not. I really hope you have because they're okay. kind of a big deal in like the 2010s. Okay. Uh, Dragon Force. Oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Okay. I love Dragon Force. Again, okay. I, I the, the, the ones that I picked, every single one of the bands that I picked, I enjoy listening to their music very yeah. much. And I think I'm going to shock you with my number two and number one choices. Okay. But um, Dragon Force is so good on CDs, and th- their music is like head pumping. Yes. Like, really yep. fun music to work out and ski to. Yep. Because they make you feel like you're fighting in the end of the world and all hell yeah. is breaking loose. And it's like, it's very motivating. Live, however, they are a complete nightmare. Disaster. Really? They're oh. running around on stage. They're playing off key. They're shouting at each other. They're yelling at the crowd. They have just a ton of like controversial YouTube videos of like them on live performances just like being such drama queens and like telling the fans to shut up and it's just terrible like their stage presence is garbage yeah despite the fact that all of their music was made with computers and so you put a guitar in their hands and they're like what do i do with this so so it's just it's just not good it's just not good they're they're not good performers because they don't know how to play instruments so there's my number three yeah um, so I have to put this band on here. Uh, I kind of want to put them as an honorable mention anyways. Uh, well, I'm good. I was going to do an honorable mention before my number one. Okay. I'll just, I'll save it for there. Um, band that I do enjoy that I was not happy seeing live, 
probably similar to the reason that you had issue with uh, Dragon Force. Yeah. Um, there's a band that is uh, was out about the same time as Dragon Force that was probably the peak of their uh, popularity. Um, they're still doing music, and this could have been just a bad show in general sure. um, for them, and may not, may not be this way. Uh, but the band Fall of Troy, um, they're one of those scene post-hardcore type bands. Um, okay. Some very, very high-pitched vocals, um, similar to, uh, oh, God, uh, Coheed and Cambria. Okay. Um but with more edge to it, I guess you could say. Um, they definitely get into the high, high-pitched squeals and screams. Um, but they're really known for this crazy, intricate guitar work. Um, not as, like, crazy metal as Dragon Force goes. Sure. But just very, uh, very weird, like, um, picking styles and running their fingers up and down the fretboard. Um, almost like doing a continuous like solo throughout the entire song. Gotcha. Um, and it's very fast paced. Um, and I love the records, but just live, it was just like all over the place. Uh, the guitars kind of um, mushed over each other is the best way I could describe it. <laughs> okay. Um, they played too too much over the other one, and because uh, yeah, it's it's pretty intricate guitar stuff. And if they're not right on time with each other, it can feel like it's clashing against each other. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, that would be my my number two. Your number two. So, yep. My number two is Mike Snow. Oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that does shock me. Yeah. 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 Possibly one of my favorite bands in existence. Band that I've listened to more than any other band, at least. Uh I know every single one of their songs by heart, and I am still goddamn waiting for them to team up and make another album. (laughs) I saw them just not team up and do a concert. I saw them live twice. Okay, Uh, and here's the biggest problem with Mike Snow live: they're inconsistent. Oh, okay, yeah, that's they'll a problem. Ha- they'll play one song that you're like, wow, that was life-changing. Yeah. I'm crying. There are actual tears pouring down my actual face right now. Best song ever. Yeah. And then they'll play, like, one of my favorites of theirs and just butcher it. Yeah. in it, Like, back-to-back, literally back-to-back. And it's like, oh, how can you be so good at one point in your show and then 10 minutes later be so bad, like, so memorably bad? Uh, it could and, have been, uh, you know, this is sometimes a cop-out, but I do understand the issue with it. Do you think it could have been, did you see him here in Colorado for yes. that show? Could it have been the elevation? I suppose. That they just got to the point where just like, holy shit, I am more winded than I thought it was going to be. I, I guess, yeah. And and that would maybe explain like the back-to-back. Like, because I have experienced then- that with a, a performer. Um, Brian Head Welch, who I do think is a pretty good guitarist, and uh, I do like his music. Um, he's the uh, guitar player from Corn. Uh, uh, when he broke off and started oh, doing yeah, his yeah. solo okay. stuff, when he came back, he hadn't been really doing live shows a whole lot, and he came back to Colorado, and I went to the show, and when he got on stage, 
and he started performing in the first song and he started to sing he lost his breath immediately dang um, man that also is probably due to the fact that he's a lot older <laughs> that time um he wasn't in his early 20s and stuff like he was when corn first started out uh so that definitely could have added to it but yeah so that makes sense i'll 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 i'll, I'll accept that but still means that the two performances that i saw of theirs were not good yeah so so there you have it Any all right honorable so, mention yeah so my honorable mention and i do have to throw this out here because of the situation that happened um, I will say this. I don't remember the name of the band. Um, I kind of wish I did remember the name of the band. Uh, they were a Denver local band, so it's probably good that I'm not throwing anybody under the bus <laughs> in the town that I live in. Um, but they did play a show at Herman's Hideaway. Um, they were a weird... It was in the early uh, teens of the 20s. Okay. Um, 20 teens and uh, they were at a show at, or it was a band that playing at Herman's Hideaway here in Denver and they were kind of a emo post trying to do stuff weird. I think they had a violin or something like that. Maybe. I don't think they had a violin. I think I'm getting <laughs> confused with another band that was similar. Um, yeah. But their music made me physically ill. Wow. As they played, I my gut started to get twisted in knots and I felt nauseous. And it wow. wasn't because I was at a bar or had anything to drink. I hadn't drank anything. And as soon as they started playing, my gut was just like <laughs> So I I had no choice but to put them on the list just because of that experience alone. So that's Dang, my man. honorable mention. Alright, what's um, your number one? My number one is, uh, this is weird, just because I wasn't excited about seeing them at all, um, and uh, I don't like their albums, even though like when they first came out, I was like, oh, this is good, but it's the same old shit, and I thought they were phoning in the performance, um, even though, like, I will say this, even though I don't like the music, the recordings are great, they sound great, like, I get why people like this band. It is Nickelback. Uh, oh. Yeah. Not a surprise that I don't like Nickelback, but I will say this. Like like I said, I do think the recordings are solid. They sound good. There's there's not a problem with that. Um, sure. Their music does sound a lot like from album to album. It doesn't really change, but that's a lot of bands in that genre of music. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why people are complaining so much about them on that side of things. But at this show, it felt like they were just phoning it in, partly because they're recording a DVD segment for li- their live performances and stuff. But it was it was just a bad, bad experience all around with them. Um, I didn't enjoy a single second of watching <laughs> Nickelback play. Although, when they did step up onto the lifts um, and monitors, I kind of wish that there would have just been a technical malfunction of some sort and they would have fell on their ass somehow and just fucked up because then I would have enjoyed it. They, then you, I, don't, then I didn't want them to get majorly hurt or anything like that, but do something to make me laugh in the situation. <laughs> so anyways, that's my number one. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. My uh, horrible mention, if you will, uh, is King Cruel. Have you ever heard of him? 
It sounds vaguely familiar, but I probably don't know who this he's is. He's like a he's like an indie indie punk indie indie punk. I think is the best okay. way I could possibly. His music's pretty enjoyable. He's just really not good live. Gotcha. Um, he has this like super super recognizable voice. And out of any of the bands that I've mentioned so far, if you haven't heard of them, I think I recommend King Cruel over the lot because he's just got this very unique voice. Okay. Uh, but live, it just falls flat. Like, it's not as yeah. fun live. The effect is totally worn off. My number one, the Black Eyed Peas. What? Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. Yep, yep, one. yep. And I'm going to say one thing just to start. Super Bowl halftime show. Okay. Did you see their Super Bowl halftime show? No. I haven't what? seen a Super Bowl time half show since uh what's his bucket? Bruno? Bruno Mars, yep. Yeah. Okay, so Black Eyed Peas was way before Bruno. Black Eyed okay. Peas was like two thousand I, I uh, eight the, or something. I remember Paul McCartney one year, Aerosmith, Britney I'm Spears. pretty sure the Peas were before all of those. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, is this they, the one where Fergie pissed, pissed her pants? No. Okay. <laughs> they are horrendous live. Okay. They are an abomination live. It should be illegal to be as bad as they are in live performance. Okay. They're, now, they are have, you... Okay, so you continue. You continue. No, 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 no you go, you go, you go. Are you basing this off of just the, the halftime show? No. Or from personal experience seeing them live? No personal experience. I never saw them live, although I really did want to because, you know, my history of the Black Eyed Peas are like yeah. the first band that I owned a CD for on my Walkman. Like, it, they they yeah. were they were like the first band that I like knew of that I okay. could name and, and, and liked. Loved Black Eyed Peas. Uh, but never saw them live. Um, I'm speaking from Super Bowl. I'm speaking from other performances that I've seen on YouTube that were terrible. Okay. But... I'm also speaking from uh, a list that I looked up last week. <laughs> I I googled top ten bands that are worst live that are there on CDs, and guess what yeah. their number one was? What? The Black Eyed Peas. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. it does give it some credence there. I guess you could say for sure. Yeah, like like I'm not the only one who thinks that. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, they 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 just really aren't that good. So uh, there you go. Uh, okay. They're they're terrible, terrible, terrible bands. Do you have any last thoughts on bands that are bad live? So I I will say I'll I got two things two things one um, I will say this about bands that perform on live TV shows or Super Bowl events or something like that or like award shows and stuff um, I give some bands some leeway with some of that stuff like with uh, with uh, Nickelback not with Nickelback with <laughs> Black Eyed Peas even though I'm not a huge Black Eyed Peas fan. I would give them leeway if I was basing it off of the Super uh, Super Bowl um, sure, show sure, that sure. they did, because you got to understand that it's not really about the actual like nailing the vocals and stuff like that on there. It's a production. It's it's all fake. Um, if you see musicians up there from a band playing guitar, playing drums, playing the bass and stuff like that, none of that stuff's plugged in. Nine right. times out of ten, all that stuff is just unplugged. It's not actually mic'd up at all. And you're just hearing a track with the singer singing over that track nine times out of ten. The other thing that happens is, um, and this has been caught on tape all the time, 
like with Saturday Night Live, uh, yeah. one of the Simpsons sinsters was caught uh, lip syncing. That's usually how it's done is because um, one thing with a lot of those uh, single artist performers like Beyonce, Britney Spears, Bruno Mars, the show is not about the music per se. It's about the performance that's put on. And that's what I talked about early in the beginning is where, you know, the Britney Spears shows and stuff like that. There's a lot of lights. There's a lot of choreography. There's a lot of explosions, smoke, mirrors, all that stuff. And that's the main objective of the show is that performance. So the singing is usually going to be off key sometimes if you're not a great singer all the time, like Britney Spears. Um, uh, Or they're going to be lip syncing to it. It happens all the time. Um, And I don't base the performances off that. I perform it off of like an actual performance, them singing, them putting on a show and stuff like that. And I think that there's sometimes a perfect mixture of them doing their actual musical best alongside the performance that just gives you something magical, which is stuff that we're going to talk on obviously in the next one. I have a bonus question for you. Okay. My bonus question that fits in here, it fits in kind of nice in between. Was there a band that you saw live that you absolutely loved, but the times that you went back uh, subsequently afterwards, they got less and less good. They got meaning they got worse as the more times you went to see them. Oh, jeez. No. Okay, that's good for you. I have unfortunately experienced that kind of twice in my life. No kidding. Yeah. Um, there are two bands off of Tooth and Nail Records. Um, the first one is Me Without You. Now, it's different because the way they started out, their performance was very different from everybody else. Um, the lead singer was wild. He danced wacky on stage, moved his body in very weird ways. But his, the music was top-notch. Everything was top-notch, and the live performance was awesome. Sure. Now, as time went on, the music changed, so their music was a lot different than what it started out with, and the lead singer got more uh, normal, I guess you could say, as a performer. (laughs) He wasn't jumping around on stage, dancing in weird ways as much as he used to. Uh, And the music, it got okay. It wasn't anything phenomenal at the time and they've kind of gotten better but anyways uh then the other band that i enjoy their music every single album i enjoy their music their performance when i first saw them was like oh my god this band is a rock and roll band they're badass on stage great performance music was awesome but the more and more i saw them things just kind of got a little bit less and less. They were a little less enthusiastic on stage and then just the music kind of just went kind of like blah. Yeah. So it was just like, ah, more and more. I saw them. I was like, I like listening to them on a CD way better than I see. Sure. Like seeing them live. So I'm sorry that you had that. <clears throat> yeah, it's all good. So, yeah. so there you have it. Um, we're going to take a quick break for some recommendations. And when we come back, uh, we're going to take a little positive spin on this topic for the day. And then we're going to do a little know something quiz. So we'll see you in a second. All right. 
Time to focus on happiness, Twitch. Happy! Happy! Uh, we're going to flip it up now uh, for the top ten bands that are either as good as they are on record or better. Uh, and I'm going to kick us off with my number five, Sublime. Ooh, nice. Okay. I've seen, I've seen Sublime with Rome yep. twice. I've never seen Sublime with... with, uh, with uh, Come on. Uh, fuck. Hang on. Uh, can you give me a hint? You're not going to give me a hint, are you? Maybe. Because uh, he, he, he died of heroin. He um, died. Yes, he did. Noel. Br- was... Bradley. Bradley Noel. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Um, I've never seen him with, with, with Bradley Noel. Um, and I think that was the, I think that was the case cause he died like before I was alive, but yeah, he um, died in, uh, 96. Oh, so he was, he died right when I was alive. Um, but anyway, uh, sublime with Rome, they are just so much fun live. Like I like, I, I totally I'm not a, see that. Yeah. I'm not a huge, like sublime fan. I do like Date Rape, and I like a few of their other like fun, energetic songs. Yep. Not to say that Date Rape is a fun song, but well, it's, yeah, it's 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 a fun song. Just to, yep. just to say it. Uh, but they 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 have this like stage presence live that that is uh so intoxicating, and it was one of those things where like we were in I forget where we were, but there's a big group of us, and there were just so many people at that show. And mm-hmm. I don't really like super big crowds. It's one of the reasons why I prefer to just go to Red Rocks because you get that kind of open feeling to it. Um, and Sublime was at Red Rocks, but it was the most packed I'd ever seen it. Uh, and it was, but you, I never noticed it for a second. I, you could have told me I was the only one at that show, and I would have believed you just because that whole time I was zeroed in on the performance, and it was yeah. incredible. Um, so there's my number five. Uh, my number five. Uh, let me actually count this out. Make sure I got it right. You know what helps Twitch is numbering them. Well, I kind of did it weird. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> understand it a little bit. Um, I'm just gonna put this one in the end because it's kind of a cheat. Um, this is this is the best lineup that I have ever had. Like full experience from the first act to the last act. Sure, um, sure, sure. And this has to be on my list for best live shows and. Also records and stuff that are good. Um, it's Stavesacre with Embodiment and Dead Poetic. And I'm sure you don't know any of those. I have never heard of any of them. Um, all my tooth and nail guys out there and ladies out there will know exactly who I'm talking about. If you got a chance to check, get, uh, go to this uh, tour uh, lineup, it is the best lineup that I have ever had and best live show of like a independent band if you will because these guys were more indie even though they were signed by a record label but Dead Poetic was definitely one of those uh, early aught bands that came out of the gate of the emo hardcore mashup so like post hardcore type stuff sure. um, a lot of like very indie esque um instrumentation and stuff like that with the guitars and stuff, but then also doing the heavy vocals and the melodic vocals. 
And then Embodiment was kind of a hardcore metal band that went more melodic as time went on when they switched up lead singers. Um, very guttural, uh, new metal-ish, um, mixed in with hardcore, and then uh, some really good, clean vocals on top with a little bit of screaming. And then Stave's Acre is just a good old rock band um, that's kind of got a, like a more... minor key type feel to them like they're okay. not they're 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 a little bit one of those bands that you'd feel that you would listen to on kind of a a cloudy day but it's not like a, little, a little depressing more cloudy day it's just more somber type rock and roll which is really good um but i gotta put that in my number five because that lineup seeing them all together and it was one of those things where the lineup was just like the perfect concoction for your ears uh, as far as rock music goes, because all three bands were distinctly different, but fit together so well, because a lot of times when you go to a show, all the artists are from the same genre. If you go to a, if you go to electronic show, all the artists there are going to be electronic. They might be some variations, but it's all very similar. Or if you go to a punk concert, nine times out of 10, everybody's going to be a punk band. Right. You're going to see Blink-182. You're going to see uh, Sum 41 alongside with... Uh, oh, what would the what the hell was that Canadian band name? Punk band name from that era, too. <sighs> my friend got a snowboard signed by them, too, and I can't remember the name of it. And it's in my house. The snowboard is in my damn house. It's a, it's a, it's a comedy band? No, it's a punk band. Oh. They're from Canada. Oh, I just Canadians. totally misheard you. Can- Canadians? Can- Canadians. Maybe that's why I misheard you, because you said Canadians. Uh, I said Canadians initially. <laughs> um, they're Canucks from the Great White North. Yep. From the north. And their the names are? <sighs> I can't think of it. I can't think of it for the life of me. I'm having a great, great Carson moment once again. Anyway, two today, two today. So that lineup, it was different enough that it just hit perfectly. So love that long-winded answer, but that's my number five. Uh, number four for me is Lord Huron. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, I saw him live at Red Rocks last year. Oh, okay. hopefully, if we're not all dead to coronavirus, <laughs> I'll be seeing, I'll be seeing him live this year at yes. Red Rocks. Um, yeah. And he's just really fun. I don't love, like, on-the-trail kind of mountain boy music. Yeah. Um, but he's he's just got that, like, that vibe where he he's on the stage really and good. he's got a Stetson and the band is really good and they just do really fun yeah. live performances. Uh, and I, I've – he's one of those people that, like, when I sit down to listen to his music, I will literally just – play the first song on on an album and listen to the whole album cover to cover yeah i uh, yep. just one of the very few bands that i can do that with but i just i love his stage presence and i love him live so yeah that's my number four okay oh that was your number four that's right um i'm gonna go with my number five um this actually fits in with your number Nickelback four story or my number four um this fits in with my nickelback story uh okay. So, and I may have said this on the podcast at one point, and sorry that all my 
stuff goes with long stories. I'll make it as short as possible. So <laughs> please take um, your time. Uh, when I graduated high school, I got, and I'm, I'm calling out somebody, if they ever get a hold of this uh, and listen to it, they're going to find out a secret that I've held from them for many years. Uh-oh. So, uh, when I graduated high school, um, a friend of my mom who worked at the doctor's office that I had to go to weekly um, got me tickets uh, along with her son's because we were all graduating the same year, to go to uh, a concert, um, a Nickelback concert at uh, Cheyenne Frontier Days. Okay. I did not like Nickelback. I had no interest (laughs) in seeing Nickelback uh, live ever in my life. But I couldn't say no. Couldn't say no. It's one of those those gifts that you have to take and you actually have to partake in. It's not one of those white elephant gifts that you get. Like somebody gives you a freaking like, you know, noodle strainer that can cut noodles and is bullshit and doesn't work. You can't take that and be like, you can take that and give it to somebody else. But these tickets you actually had to use. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I guess I'm going to Cheyenne to watch Nickelback perform (laughs) for Cowboys. Woo. All right. Yeehaw. Let's get it on. So, I go to the show, and I know that it's not going to be just Nickelback. Like, it's got to be like a typical show. There's going to be other bands that play with them. I found out one of the bands that was going to play, and it was The Calling, I think, was playing with them. But I was like, there's got to be another band. And I asked around in the crowd, and I said, hey, do you guys happen to know who the opening band is going to be? And one of the people around me said, oh, I think it's some local band. And I was like, well... This is going to suck, probably, because at that time, there's no good bands coming out of Wyoming at all. Sure. I know this from experience because I was in one of those bands that was <laughs> no good at all. Um, But uh, at least I was no good. I know for a fact I wasn't good. The other people in the band were pretty good, I got to say. Um, But I was like, well, great. We'll just, uh, I, I got to figure out some way to enjoy it. So we're waiting around, and the MC of the night, he comes out on stage, and like, hey, everybody, how's it going tonight? You're all ready to see Nickelback tonight? And the crowd just goes wild, and I'm just like, meh. You're like, eh. Just standing there. Um, And then the guy says, all right, our first performer's out here tonight. It's a band, Local H, and the whole crowd is silent, and I just go, Wow! Just like as loud as I can. I'm the only one in the crowd excited <laughs> to see this band because I know this band, uh, Local H, uh, is a band from the 90s that had some pretty decent hit- uh, radio hits. Um, their big hit is... Uh, let me get to it because I am not going to get it right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So their big hit um, that everybody knows them from is a song called All Right, Oh, Yeah. Um, and I I got that album, and I love it. And it's uh, uh, the original members is uh, two guys, um, Scott Lucas and Matt Garcia. And uh, it's a guitarist, 
vocalist, and a drummer. That's all that the band consists of. Gotcha. So they were doing what uh, the Black uh, Keys um, yeah. were doing before the Black Keys were even doing it. Um, and they were so awesome live. Like, I cannot tell you, like, I love their record, but seeing them live was phenomenal. They're such good performers for only being a duo. There was a guy that was off stage who was playing some of the bass parts and stuff from the, the tracks, but just being two guys on a stage that the drummer was so charismatic, and uh, I don't think it was uh, Matt Garcia at the time. I think it was uh, the later drummer for the band, um, and uh, he... Those two just blew my damn mind. It was so good. And the crowd got into it. Like, they, even though they had never heard of them before, the crowd got into it and they were just as, like, happy. But, like, I got to say, it was worth going to see Nickelback just to see like, <laughs> Local H. Like, I, I would wholly live over that whole experience if I just got to see Local H. And I only got to see him for 30 minutes, but it was worth it to me. So, so well worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So my number th- three, sir. My number three is a winged victory for the Sullen. Okay. Um, they are kind of a modern classic band. Um, they The band themselves are just two guys, and they do all like the stringed accompaniment on their computers. Okay. When they go live, they have um, a ton of people with them actually playing the strings instruments. Oh, so, that's awesome. That's like awesome. A, a duo turns into like a uh, an actual orchestra of like 15 people up on the stage uh which is it's, it's incredible but uh i was supposed to go see their show in exactly five days um but that is not happening um so i cannot speak into the actual quality of actually being at one of their shows but i've seen four of their entire concerts uh from bbc proms uh and they they just kill it man they, they really bring a sweet atmosphere um, that's very somber and dramatic and their songs that are on their records that are five minutes long, but their live renditions of it are like 15 minutes long and they're incredible. Um, so it does sound like you're having technical difficulties. Are you still there? Yep. Okay. I think I'm back. Sweet. Yep. I'm back. Sorry. Okay, cool. I, muted my audio and uh hopefully this doesn't fuck up the recording <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed yeah it looks uh, like it's tracking right anyways sweet go ahead and, uh, into your number uh three my number three okay let me pull up uh so my number three is the band less than jake you know who this is i don't they're a punk ska band from the 90s. Uh, their big hit is uh, <sighs> Science Being a Sellout, I think. I should have pulled up all this stuff on Wikipedia before we <laughs> met, we talked. Um, okay, sorry. The science, science of Selling Yourself Short. I was thinking of... Uh, a uh, Five Iron Frenzy song, which is also a great band live. Um, but Less Than Jake, uh, ska punk, and uh, they're super energetic and charismatic on stage. But here's here's a reason that I put them on the list. 
less than Jake is one of uh, my roommate Nick's and best friends uh, favorite bands and he'd always wanted to go see him live and uh, finally got a point to where we could go see him live they're playing with real big fish which is another phenomenal band those guys are awesome performers they're definitely I'll put them on my honorable mentions uh, because those guys are wise cracks and hilarious on stage you're you're basically at a comedy concert is what you're at and Love the music that. does have funny stuff in it but like there's some stuff that's pretty serious and like really heartfelt but they're just comedians on stage and they're great but anyways less than jake uh so nice. less than jake was the uh second band um they weren't the opener they're the the feature act um and uh so when we walk in and uh, we hear music going over the PA, and we think it's the we got there in time so that we couldn't miss less than Jake. Um, and uh, we heard music coming over the PA, and it sounded like it was being played off of a playlist, like it was the in between set music that was being played out. And it sounded studio. Already. It sounded like the studio album of less than Jake and me and Nick both looked at each other and we're like, why the fuck are they playing the album of them before less than Jake plays? And as soon as we walked in through the actual like barrier between the front lobby to the concert area, we walked in and we saw that less than Jake was on stage. They just sound that good live. They are so in step with each other and so well versed in what they do that they just totally nailed it. Um, and it's it still blows my mind how well they sounded. Uh, because like usually that. with live shows, like you definitely get that live essence to the bands, um, and it sounds a little bit off sometimes. Like not every song goes perfectly, but at least for the beginning. Their music just was perfect, spot on. Nice, yep. love that. Number two, the Gorillas. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Even though that's a little weird, but I I could totally understand that. Yep. Um. So what what's fascinating to me about the Gorillas is that they don't tour very often. So when I got a chance to see them, it was, it's kind of like getting a chance to see Daft Punk where it's just like, they just never tour. And yeah. Daft Punk's a little bit more of an extreme example of that because Daft Punk tours like once every 10 years. Yep. Whereas Gorillaz just doesn't really tour that often, but because they don't tour that often, they take every single one of the features on their tracks and put them on stage. Yep. And it's amazing. They have, like, people from Little Dragon to, like, full-blown orchestra people to all of the hip-hop artists that they have on their yeah. tracks. And they're just all on stage during their song. Um, and I think Gorillaz is the perfect balance of a, of a band that has equal parts stage presence, equal parts performance, but also they just sound good live. Yeah. Um, and that's big props to Damon Alburn, who's just got a very distinguishable voice. Um, and all of his solo work is incredible as well, but... but their their live performance was insane so you've actually seen them live yourself in nevada yes okay um uh i saw a performance of them doing uh clint eastwood live yeah um and let me pull it up because i i gotta give this guy a lot of credits 
Um, Come on. Ah, oh, God, I can't, I can't figure out where it was. Um, anyways, uh, they did a song. Uh, they did this, the main song that got them a lot of attention, Clint Eastwood, uh, with the, uh, another guy that was not Del, the funky homo sapien, homo uh-huh. sapien performance live and i gotta say that like watching them live and the guy that was doing the lyrics to that was better than the original track uh right and they do a ton of stuff like that that their live versions of it are better than uh the 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 studio recording Mm -hmm. it's my number two so my number two is uh the ongoing concept um these guys, uh, their name says it all. Uh, they're definitely more in the post-hardcore, hardcore, or hard emo music. Okay. I guess you could say they do a lot of screaming, but they definitely mix things up. Uh, their first album that they put out, um, they actually added in like banjos, ragtime piano, um mixed in with hardcore uh, and metal elements and stuff. Um, And when I heard them for the first time, um, I was just sold um, on the record. I picked up the record just by chance, listened to one track, and was like immediately like, oh, yep, I got to get this band. Picked up their CD and fell in love with every song on the album. And then I saw that they were playing a show a week later here in Denver. And they were playing at a really small, shitty venue uh, called The Roxy. Uh, probably holds maximum of... I, I would say no more than 250. 250 I'd say people. about 250, yeah. Um, and that's, that's a tight fit. So I go to the show, and there is maybe 30 people there. Maybe a little bit more. Not a whole lot of people. Um, uh, and even in a venue where it fits only 200 people, that is, if the there was no crowd. Like right. 30 people in a 200 room looks like nothing. Um, and then uh, Ongoing Concept came out and played. And these guys were fucking animals on stage. And off the stage, the lead singer, the lead screamer, I should say, would jump off the stage and get into the uh, crowd, the audience's faces, grab them by the shirt collar, throw them around with them, uh, scream right in their face. uh, And it was just crazy. And then the other guys would just like fall on the ground on the stage and just just wreak, wreak havoc on stage, basically. Um, and at one point, the lead singer took a uh, uh, a tom uh, from an, uh, the drum set, picked it up, and took it out of the crowd, and he was playing it to the beat of the song perfectly. And then he would put the drum on top of his head and beat that the drum with the stick and have other people do it as well. 
they actually sounded really good live together. They did a really good job because they're all really good musicians. Um, and then their performance was just like beyond amazing and inter- interactive. It was one of the best experiences I've had. And then every other time, as long as like it was the four original members, every show after that, same intensity, same awesome job with music and everything. Uh, they're really good. Unfortunately, some of the members, uh, all but the lead singer and lead uh, music writer, left the band to do other things. Um, and when they got the new people in, it just the dynamic changed a lot. It was a totally different band. They're still good, but not as good. But I got to say, also one other thing that I should tell people: you got to check these guys out if you view, if you like hard music at all, because these guys are really good. And their second album is awesome as well. I think in some ways a little bit better. But the cool thing about it is uh, it was called Handmade, and they made the drum set, the guitar bodies, um, and everything from a tree that they cut down themselves and milled themselves. Jesus, that's a manly thing to do. It was, and it's so awesome sounding. It's a great sounding record. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's my number two. That's incredible. Yep. Um, I have an honorable mention that is Chromio. Okay. Yep. I saw Chromio. Uh, you talk about them a lot. Yep. Yeah, I saw Chromio at Red Rocks um, like probably four or five years ago. Okay. Um, and they just blew me away. I like their music. They're kind of like modernized disco music. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. The, but you know, like the leads, there's a lot of talk box, and the lead singer likes to sing about like sexy, beautiful women and how he dances with them and shit like that. Yeah. Um, and at that show, I went with a few friends, but at that show, um, there was a group of people that we had never met before. We were just next to each other, um, and there was a girl there, and the girl and I started chatting. And we wound up going to, like, the very back of Red Rocks, like the tippy top of Red Rocks. Yeah. And we were dancing for the entire show. That's and awesome. Not and like, not, like, not, like, youth grind dancing, like disco dancing. Like Yeah, like I picture, know what you meant. Pi- I knew what you pic- meant. Picture that scene in Airplane. And, like, <laughs> that's what we, <laughs> that's what we were doing uh, for, like, two hours. It was, it was, it was a very fond memory that I have uh, and a super fun show. My number one is Wolfpack. Okay, I, I totally I totally see this. You can't stop talking about them either. I none of these none of these really shock me at all. I know they really shouldn't. <laughs> Wolfpack Live is, is just an experience uh, to behold. Um, they they are just as good if not better live. Um, I'd say they're better live than they are on record. Um, and one of my favorite things about Wolfpack seeing them live at Red Rocks at least is that they have a talented audience. Yeah. So like Theo Katzman, one of the lead singers will just be like, uh, audience, I need an E and the, and the audience, like without even he, like the, he won't play an E on his guitar or the piano or anything like that. The audience will just give him an E. Nice. And it's, it's just really cool to be a part of, a, of a musically, uh, adept group of people. Yeah. Red rocks, the size of red rocks. And then they just have a ton of fun live. So that's so Wolf awesome. Fe- Wolf Hexman, number one. Gotcha. Um, all right, my number one, and it fits into the category of uh, albums that are really good, um, but uh, 
the performance is even better. Um, and that is by the band uh, The Two Cellos. I've never Have heard you of them. You've never heard of Two Cellos? No. Oh, this breaks my heart, but makes me so happy at the same time. Um, I'm going to introduce you to some awesomeness. Uh, so, oh, two cellos. Uh, yeah, well, they yeah they've uh, done some of the songs from there, um, but the band consists of two cellists that are absolutely phenomenal, uh, award-winning cellists from I believe Germany, um, Luca Sulik and. Stepan Hauser, um, or Price Stefan Hauser. Um, and I got to see them, uh, they got really big because they did a cello version, uh, par- or not parody, uh, cover of ACDC's Thunderstruck. Oh, I've um, seen that. Yeah, and it's on YouTube. Um, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. in German, old German style classical music and stuff but they got famous after that and mostly because of their covers of pop songs um that range from everything from like super pop to uh like even movie sound or scores and stuff um like one of their my favorite tracks that they have is um Mumbasa which is uh from Inception uh by Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so. Sorry, I didn't know you were looking for Hans Zimmer. I thought you were. No, no, I was like trying to find it in my memory. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew who he was. I was like, it's not John Williams. That's Star Wars. <laughs> That's Star Wars. Who is it? Uh, anyways, so uh, I got to see them probably just after Thunderstruck started to take over and uh i took my mom to it um i really wanted to take her to a concert i was picking her up because she was living in arizona at the time and uh we got to go and they are so good live Mm -hmm. like it's one of those things where i love their albums but seeing them live is transcendent um the sound is so beautiful when you hear certain music live it just elevates it and i think classical music is one of those things where yes you can appreciate it by listening it through the stereo and stuff like that but seeing it live you literally i think the thing that makes orchestral music and classical music so good live is that you can really feel that music individually through through your body um it's just the acoustics of it and stuff like i think with other music sometimes with rock you can still feel the music in your body, but it's 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 so much, it's it's overbearing, I guess you could say. Sure. But with classical music, in my opinion, or if you're just seeing a string orchestra, like it's very smooth and gentle as it crashes through your body. I know I'm getting weird and spiritual, but like seeing them live was like that. But it was also a rock show. I do not want to give them less than what they are. They are rock stars when they're performing as two cellos, um, with their covers of pop rock songs and stuff like that. And, uh, they, uh, have such a great performance and really get the crowd active. 
um, everybody was scared to stand up. And I was like, screw this. This is a rock concert. I'm getting <laughs> up on my feet. Like, and I finally got up on my feet and like, I was one of the first people to actually do it. And then other people started to join. So that was kind of a cool feeling. I was like, I got to be the leader in something. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, that's my number one. Sweet. Well, there we have it for our uh, top five best band live. Um, we are now going to transition to the Know Something Quiz. Okay, welcome to uh, the Know Something Quiz. Uh, this is absolutely the first time we're attempting to record this, and absolutely the same day that we recorded the uh, other half of this podcast. Uh, Twitch, why don't you go ahead and just kind of explain uh, what we're doing here for the Know Something Quiz today? Because it's going to so, look a little different. It's going to definitely look a little bit different than other stuff that we're doing. Uh, we're still going to be asking each other questions, <laughs> but we're basically going to be asking each other the exact same question is... Uh, what uh, artists, uh, what album, or sorry, let me let me say that again. I'm totally getting tongue-tied here. Um, on the U.S. Billboard Top 200, what was the peak number that so-and-so's album was on this list? And uh, the person, so if I ask Luke that, Luke will give me a number. He'll say 32 would be the peak number. And whatever the difference is between the actual peak and the number that he said will be his score. And we're going yes. golf rules here. So the lowest score is going to be the winner. Uh, so uh, you want to get as close to that actual number um, as possible. Uh, the rules also state that uh, they have to be on the top 200 billboard list because that's just not fair. Like, I, I can say, you know, for one of my guys, like, like for example, the unnamed band from Herman's Hideaway that made me physically ill uh, is <laughs> isn't going to be up there. Probably not going to be on the top two hundred. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's how it's going to work out. Uh, we each have three bands, um, and one of their albums that we're going to be playing against. Uh, so, and then the, whoever the winner of this is, what we're going to do to figure out the final score, um, for this is we'll switch scores. So obviously the person that lost will have the higher score. So the person that wins will take that score and add it on to their accumulative score for total position on our know something quiz sections. Exactly. Make sense to you? Yep. Cool. All right. So uh, do you want me uh, to tee you, off first? Yeah, wh wh why don't you tee us off here? All right. Um, and then we will go from there. Yeah. So the first band that I picked for you was uh, the duo Mike Snow. Okay. It's it's, um, it's a trio, but that's it's, fine. Oh, it's a trio? My bad. <laughs> My bad. You know, it's a single person's name, but there's multiple people. 
Maybe yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. there's two eyes and Mike that I thought there was only two people. That, that so I could thought be. That, was, that could be. You know. Anyway, uh, their most recent album is just three eyes. So. Oh, okay. That's that's okay. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Now I remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the album that I chose for you to guess was "Happy to You." So what number do you think that peaked at on the Billboard chart when it released? "Happy to You" was big. Um, it has to have been at least top 100. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say 50. 50. You think it peaked at 50? I think it peaked at 50. Oh my goodness, dude. You were eight off or seven off. What? They, They peaked at 43. 43 shit okay so okay. your score is sitting at seven now damn i like that yeah <laughs> that's pretty that's good. not a bad that's not a bad guess honestly that's honestly, pretty damn good honestly yeah um okay one moment because i am now having some technical difficulties here hang on one second cool so i'm sitting at seven yes you're uh, sitting is... at seven it is now my turn to do the asking. Yes, it is. Uh, here, here we go. Here we go. So, so this is gonna be uh, Nickelback. Okay, this oh, is what I've chosen okay. for, for your for your first victim. Yep. Um, I have chosen Silver Side Up album. Okay. And do you happen to know? Uh, I'm just looking up their Wikipedia page. I'm not looking up the actual album. I'm just uh-huh, trying to find out. Uh-huh, Swear uh-huh. to God. Uh, what was the name yeah. of the album? Silver Side Sil- Up 2001. Side up. 2001. 2001. That's... Ooh. 2001. Third studio album. Yeah, and I was going to say, this was way before uh, Dark Horse. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb, and uh, I'm going to put it at... Because I'm trying to think. They had to be getting big by then. I'm going to go with 23. 23. Yeah. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Silver Side Up by Nickelback peaked at number two. No shit. God number dang it. Number two. Oh, good. That's wow, not good for man. me. That's a hell of a, hell of a jump. I was, I was going to choose uh, Dark Horse. I genuinely was. Okay. Uh, but I just, I like. Picking something like that is just an automatic okay. you saying number one. Okay. <laughs> you know the what I mean? The only reason I say that, like, the only reason I picked the number 23 was because um, on on looking up some of the artists that you chose uh, uh-huh. or that you, that you said were either worse live or better live and stuff like that, um, like, the numbers were just weird for me with some of them. I was like, oh, like. This could be all over the place. I thought it was all going to be like some of them like pretty consistent, pretty consistent, but it was like, no. So I figured that being like their kind of like their first album that started to get some buzz that like it's still peak 
higher or lower in the charts than being like in the top 10, but should have, should have chose differently. So I'm sitting at 21, dude, you gotta, yeah. you got a hell of a lead on me. <laughs> hefty, here, so. hefty lead here. Uh, I, here's what we'll do. I'll keep track of my score. You keep track of yours. I, I'm, I'm keeping track of both of them. So, okay. All right. Yep. You, you go ahead and keep doing that then. Okay. Um, so the next one, who do I want to do next? Okay. We'll do this. We're doing three each, right? We're doing like th- three, three best, each, three yeah. worst, three, three, either of whatever, three of whatever. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. So it doesn't gotcha. matter whether it's right. best. I have, or worst. I have six prepared. So this oh, you have six. Okay. I only have do. three prepared. That's so fine. That's fine. That's fine. Three. I'll, I'll pick. Yeah. I'll pick from the three. Okay. All right. So, um, I am going to do Chromio. Oh shit! White women, white women. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I really, really enjoyed White Women. Okay, it wasn't as good as like Business Casual or Fancy Footwork. Okay, but White Women did come out like during their tours. Okay, they are not bigger than Mike Snow. That I can tell you. Okay, from personal knowledge. So. I'm going to guess 75. Woohoo! Ah, <laughs> uh, Luke, you just made me a very happy man. I bet I did. Uh, 11. They peaked no, at 11. Kidding. See, You're- this is surprising as hell, isn't it? That has to be because of Jealous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because that song was huge. So you said 71? I said 75. 75, I, I'm, I'm, 75. I'll, I'll gotcha. try and stay. I, I won't try and go like 22 or 27 or yeah, whatever. I'll try gotcha. and stick to like tw- fives or zeros is what I'll try and stick to. All right. So now you are at 71, good sir. Damn. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, but what's funny it's is anyone's though, game. You're, 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 you're laughing up a storm right now, but it's still anyone's game. Like you know, two hundred's a big spread. So it is. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking the Goo Goo Dolls for number two. Okay. Okay. But I'm picking their most recent album. Oh, nice, nice, nice work there. And what uh, what year did that album come out? 2019 so brand new brand spanking new brand spank hot off the press hot off the press um i'm gonna I can't go tell you for... when in 2019 but you said what i said i can't tell you when in 2019. oh that's fine um i'm gonna go with uh 45 13 13 i wouldn't have guessed that yeah I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah um yeah that's it's not terrible but not terrible um so yeah i'm sitting now at uh 53 what has to happen now is i have to nail this one and then just fuck you on the last one that, that's a good thing i have so much to choose from because- yes <laughs> i should have done that for myself <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Um all right. Let's see. Uh 
Where did it go? I sorry, I clicked back and now that's I can't fine, find. That's fine. All right. So I went with uh, your your favorite live band to see perform, um, the Black Eyed Peas. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still shocked by that. I'm still honestly shocked by that. I don't know which one shocks me more, the Mike Snow or the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Um, uh, so I went with uh, The Beginning, um, that album. Um, That's a recent one. Yeah. So that is a recent one. Sort of recent. Um, Not as out. recent as like their weird shit, but... Yeah, it came out in 2011, so hmm. it's been a few years. I really have to I like seriously have to think about this because yeah. this could be this could be a problem for me. It could be a serious problem if I guess this wrong. Now, here's what I have going for me. I have a pretty crazy amount of knowledge about the Black Eyed Peas. Yep. Yep. Um, I know for a fact that the energy never dies peaked at number one on billboards. Okay. I know for a fact that elephant peaked at number 14, I believe on the billboards monkey business. If I'm not mistaken, was also number one, but I had stopped listening to the black eyed peas when the beginning came out. Okay. Um, so, but, but strictly off that track record, I have to guess it's in the tens. So I'm going to go with five. I, I got some uh, some news for you. Okay, let's hear it. You uh, um, kind of got it really close. Uh, six. <laughs> they, they peaked at six. Shut up. Nope. <laughs> you. Uh, oh, you. dude. Uh, you can't, you can't, you you can't expect anything less from like mega pop stars. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing, like you know, like oh you would say God. that, but it's six, they, you know, they haven't always, they've kind of fluctuated quite a bit. Like they've always stayed like pretty close to the top. Um, let's see, currently some of their charts from 2018, um, U.S. top. R&B, hip-hop, album sales, billboard. It's not on the top 200. It's for their Masters of the Sun Volume 1. Um, that album that, is shit. Uh, it topped at 35 um, stupid. on uh, billboard, but that was a side that wasn't their top 200. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, from El Funk to the beginning, they kind of did pretty, pretty consistent as far as billboard charting yeah. goes. I, so. uh, I watched a video... Um, when I did, and then I discovered Mike Snow because the next, and then I discovered was going to be the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, or not necessarily about the Black Eyed Peas, but they're going to be heavily involved in that one. Um, and they talked about so like behind the front was their first like hip hop album. Yeah. that they made, uh, and that came out in night like the late nineties. Um, and they were talking about like that album was critically acclaimed, but mm. no one listened to it. Like no one yeah. listened to it. Yeah. And then and then Elephant or uh, Monkey Business came out in 2005, so like a few years later Elephant came out. Or, uh Monkey Business, excuse me, came out. And that was you know, that peaked number 1 or number 2 yeah. and and critics hated it. 
And so it's like when Black Eyed Peas makes bad music, it sells. Yep. And when they make good music, no one hears about it. Yeah, their first two uh, out al- their first album uh Behind the Front, Billboard Top 200 129 is its peak, which is crazy. Yeah. And then Bridging uh, the Gap was 67. So. Which that that's a little bit more deserving, I feel yeah. like, but still. So. Um okay. Two cellos. Oh, here's here, this is going to be a tough one. See, this, this is, is a tough one. This, this is a tough is one. A tough tough one. one. Smooth Criminal. It was a single. Oh, you're going to go with the single on that one. Yep. Can Smooth. I do that? Yeah, I'm going to allow it. You, you'll allow criminal. it. I can choose another one. I literally have three others that I could choose from. So I got to be, let's see. I got to beat you by a range of I have 19 points <laughs> to play with here. Wow. That and this is could, it, it could, oh, God, I'm trying to figure out, do I do the safe route? What would be the safe route? Just go for 10. Like, that's the safest one. It's kind of in the middle. To say 10? To say 10. They peaked at 10. To say they peaked at 10. Yep. Wow. I'm going to go with 10. You're sticking with 10. Yep. Do you know that you just beat me by three points? Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? It's six, <laughs> it, it, was tw- it was 26. 26. Woo! See? See? Um. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm pretty happy by that. Yeah, so 69, seriously. so 72 over 69 uh, was the final score. Uh, I pulled ahead just that by a hair. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was guessing it wasn't going to be super high. Uh, or I, I was guessing it wasn't going to be, like, super low in the charts. So I was feeling pretty safe by, like, going pretty high up in the charts. Because I know that that track got them a lot of gain. I would bet that Thunderstruck was probably uh, even more so. Yeah. Their top one. That probably um, would have hit number one. Smooth Criminal they did with the cast of Glee. So it's like, that one's one's getting clicks for sure. Yep. So. All right. So uh, as the score for this week, uh, we haven't tabulated um, for a while. Plus, there are some other episodes that have yet to come out that we're not quite sure but we'll we'll figure out these uh, numbers eventually in the future with the know something yes. quiz. Um, but currently this week I get seventy two and Luke gets sixty nine points to add to the uh, the overall the way score. Around. No, I get seventy two points. Oh, that's right, that's right. Excuse and you me, get sixty nine. We trade scores, yeah. so I get the higher score for the cumulative cumulative. Correct. Let's correct, correct. So, yeah. So that well, that was um, that was interesting. That was very interesting. Um, I I didn't expect to do so poorly. Yeah. I thought I'd be within the 10s with all of them at least. I'm glad that Um, we ended pretty close to one another because it would have been a huge, like, just been would have been bad if one of us was, like, you know, hundreds of points away from the other one. Yeah, just blew each other out of the water. You're right. Yep. Um, So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at Know Nothing Nerds uh, or just search Know Nothing Nerds, like, in the search bar or Know Nothing Nerds at facebook.com 
um, you can email us. Uh, send us your send us your Billboard chart top two hundred. How far yeah. up the list did you get uh, via the snail mail? That is our email at knownothingnerds at gmail.com, uh, or you can tweet at us at knnerds. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends, do all of that good stuff, and we'll see you in a little bit with uh, another topic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, be sure to catch around for that. We, uh, we love having you guys around, and we'll see you in a week. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah.